Welcome to the Connected Spirit Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Dawson. I'm a working medium, spiritualist minister, certified spiritual life coach, and mentor. My goal is to help support today's modern mediums and spiritual seekers in making strong connections with their own spirit and spirit helpers. I will share all I know about mediumship development and spirituality. I invite you to join me on this journey. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. In today's episode, I really want to talk to you about how to overcome the fear and do it anyway. And this is a topic that I've really been hearing about more, and particularly in my own practice with my students and mentees. There's so much fear around those that are new to discovering that they have abilities, and also with those people that are at the place where they have that awareness that they have abilities and they want to start developing it. And in this episode, I really just want to help you understand, you know, reasons why we have fear, how do we work through that fear, and what does life look like moving forward? So let's delve in. So many of us have different stories as to how we came to this place in our lives where we knew that we were different where we were psychic or we knew that we were a medium or intuitive or had these healing abilities or at the very least knew that we have some sort of abilities. And to get to that place of recognizing that what we've denied for so long was actually the part of us that would give us the most freedom within our soul that would answer so many of those unanswered questions that would give a sense of peace that our soul has been yearning for. So why do so many of us deny our abilities or have fear about our abilities. And there's so many different reasons why. One, it often starts with our upbringing, our family conditioning. And within the family home, there's some people that have belief systems that don't support life after death, that don't support the understanding, the knowledge, the idea, the philosophy that the soul continues to exist after the transition known as physical death. And many people have this understanding that if I don't see things with my physical eyes, then they're not true. Then there's people like myself who grew up in a religious home and were told that we were not supposed to consult with psychics or mediums or witches or seers because these people were deviating or working with spiritually with negative entities that were called familiar spirits, posing to be people that you would know, hence why they called them familiar spirits, but actually they were demons in disguise. And there's actually some scriptures in the Bible that talk about why we as people should not consult with individuals like this. So 
we can see that the word that has been written within the Bible that is dating back to 400 AD has some very strong indoctrination and that has been passed down through the generations to people. So we can see that with that indoctrination, there does come a lot of fear because it was written in the Bible that we shouldn't do that. But let me tell you something. One of the reasons why that was actually put in the Bible, it wasn't a word of God that was spoken. There was King Saul, And he is written about in the Bible, and he used to actually consult with a medium named Samuel. And Samuel would provide guidance and insight and clarity and support and direction to the king. So when Samuel died, King Saul actually connected with another medium to try to summon the spirit of Samuel so he could get information and that same guidance and support. Well, the medium that attempted to connect with Samuel and then give guidance to King Saul, I guess the information didn't pan out. So then King Saul made it a law that no more, nobody else was able to connect or use any sort of divination practices or, you know, work with or seek guidance or wise counsel from these seers and mediums and psychics. So that's actually the reason why that doctrine was put in the Bible was because of one bad experience that, you know, the king had with this one medium. And it's really sad because if you think about it, mediumship has been around since the dawning of time. There has always been people who have had these abilities that can sense and feel and perceive other individuals who are no longer here in physical form, but you know they're still very much alive and they're in spirit. And to not be able to legally have any kind of communication with your loved ones and be told that death is final, how sad and disheartening is that? It just honestly, it breaks my heart. So we can see where some of that fear came from and knowing where that information comes from can help relieve some of that religious, I'm going to say indoctrination, because we understand that there's nothing wrong with it. But yet, just like in real life, not every person who claims to be a psychic or claims to be a medium has abilities or will bring through what the recipient needs. And I often say this, the world needs more psychics and more healers because they're like for myself, I do private readings frequently and I do have a lot of clients, but I'll be honest, I'm not going to be everybody's cup of tea. And that doesn't mean I'm a bad person, but I do believe that there is a reader, the right medium, the right clairvoyant, the right psychic for you. And that may or may not be me. It's just like when you think about friendships, certain personalities just click and jive and others don't. Well, it's going to be the same way when you're working with uh, an intuitive. So think about that. That's something to ponder. Also too, why so many of us deny our abilities is, you know, there's fear from not understanding what these abilities are really are and what they mean. 
And this is why I'm a huge advocate for those that think they might have some abilities to those that are certain that they have abilities. Go find yourself a mentor or at the very least, go have a spiritual assessment. What happens in a spiritual assessment is that the medium is going to work with you on a psychic link originally, like in the beginning. And they're going to tune in. They're going to see what your potentials are, what qualities you have, where your intuitive abilities lie. And then they're going to bring the spirit world in and the spirit world is going to share guidance and support on where you would be best suited to work, to train, and what kind of field, spiritual field that you'd be best suited to at this point in time. Okay. Now that's not to say you'll be doing that particular line of work or um, having those certain types of experiences for eternity, but it does mean at this point in your journey, this is where spirit sees that is for your highest good. So have a spiritual assessment. It's going to help answer a lot of questions. It's not a reading about connecting with your loved ones and having a communication, making a contact with the spirit world. It's about identifying what your abilities are and how they can best be utilized to help serve the world of spirit. So um, if you're interested in that, you can contact me or if you have a mentor, somebody that you feel that you can trust and who also has a lot of experience, then seek them out. That's a really great place to start. Also too, when we have abilities or have some experiences, we're not sure perhaps maybe if we're actually intuitive or it's just some spiritual experiences. So in that case, it might be good to have a reading first because then you're going to be able to have a sitting where the medium's going to be able to connect with the spirit world and let them share with you some of the signs or symbols or synchronicities and the messages that they've been trying to convey to you. And where having a spiritual assessment and even having a reading can be so important and helpful, especially in the early stages of your development, is that it's validating. It helps you know you're not going crazy, that what you are seeing or hearing or feeling or having this deep sense of inner knowing is true. And I see so many people that are caught up in fear and they think they're going crazy. They're losing their mind and they hold a lot back. They don't tell a lot of people, if anybody, what's going on for them because they're worried about people are going to think I'm crazy. I don't want to lose my job. I don't want to be abandoned from my family. I don't want to end up in the mental institution, you know, the psychiatric ward or put in an asylum. I don't want to risk having my kids taken away. There's all of these fears. And honestly, that's why it took me so long to start developing my mediumship abilities. I always had the abilities since I was about three years old, but to actually start getting formal training, I was in my early 30s. And Honestly, I'm going to be really candid with you guys because I always am. I was previously married and my husband at the time was honestly just not supportive. And our marriage just wasn't the most healthy. I'll put it to you that way. And I couldn't be open with him about my abilities. He always knew 
that I was pretty intuitive and he could never figure out why I knew when he was doing certain things that he should not have been doing, but that's another, that's another story. Um, but he, he did know that there was some sort of awareness that I had when I could pinpoint when something was wrong, but he didn't always, he actually had no clue. I'll be honest. He had no clue where that was coming from. And because of certain family dynamics, I was honestly nervous about, you know, would he ever take my kids away? Would he think I'm crazy and, you know, maybe have me locked up or God, who knows? Like there was just so much fear around it because he was raised in a family that had a completely different belief system than what I had been raised in. And just so much indoctrination that I honestly feared. And whether that was valid or not, that's how I felt. And nobody can ever judge that. And I I couldn't. So, you know, when I got divorced and shortly after, I really started opening up more to my mediumistic abilities and seeking out spiritual people and having healing sessions and having readings and talking more with spiritual people and eventually found myself at a spiritualist center, which now I'm actually an ordained spiritualist minister at, but there was so much fear that I had to work through. And many of you that are listening, I'm sure have had similar experiences or at least had similar feelings. And I want you to know it's okay to feel that way, but you don't have to stay stuck in those feelings. And this is where the spiritual assessment and finding a mentor, getting a reading can really, really help you. Number one, getting validated about your experiences is going to give you some relief. Okay. And Connecting with a spiritual community that is grounded, that is practical in their teachings. The spiritual community has kind of gone a little little bit funny lately in the last couple of years. It's almost like it's a fad to be spiritual when really it's just an acknowledgement of our true self, of who we are. So be mindful about who you seek out for mentorship and training, please. And this is for your own benefit, okay? Because there's so many people out there that are blind and they're leading the blindfolded. And um, and it makes it very difficult for people like myself when I have people that have not been led down the right path and and these people have some experiences, right? So, uh, and they need that support. So just be, just be mindful about who you connect with. Another way that you can work through some of that fear after you've had that spiritual assessment and after you've had a reading is number one, self-acceptance. Accept that you have these abilities, that your soul has carried these abilities through multiple lifetimes. Perhaps in another lifetime, you didn't acknowledge or didn't embrace those abilities. Maybe it was for fear. Maybe it was for your own safety. Maybe it just wasn't the right time. But in this lifetime, you're ready to embrace and explore and discover more about yourself, more about the spiritual world, more about life in the world unseen. And, and accept that you are perfect just the way you are and that God does not make junk, okay? And God does not do anything, create anything 
that is not perfect. You're perfect just the way you are. And I want to really reassure you with that, okay? Despite all of your doubts, your worries, and concerns, love and accept yourself. And move through the many emotions and thoughts and experiences that come with this journey. Okay. Also, another way to work through some of that fear is look to no one for validation of your self-worth. When people start to come out of the spiritual closet, they often look to others to be seen to be validated, to validate their self-worth, to let them know that they're okay and that they're not weird and that they're accepted and that they're loved without judgment. If you can get all of those stuff from your community, from your network, from your tribe, consider that a bonus. But first and foremost, you need to validate your own self-worth and recognize that you are perfect. And when you can own that, you are going to show up to the world much more differently. You're going to show up with confidence, with a sense of peace, and with this knowing that you are being divinely guided and led through every step of your path. And though you may not see the next step to take, when you open yourself up to these beautiful abilities that you have, your spirit team is going to make sure you end up where you need to be. Recognize that they know you have free will, but when you can relinquish that fear and let love lead you, And remember, spirit is love. When you let that love lead you, you are always going to find yourself walking on solid ground. So you've had the spiritual assessment. You've had a reading. How do you move forward with these abilities? Now, some people have abilities and they just want it to be validated. And what we want to do is there's many people when they start having synchronicities, receiving signs or symbols or from, you know, the unseen world or start to hear voices or seeing images, you know, shadows out of the corner of their eye, it can feel a little bit overwhelming. And it's because they're moving through an awakening and it can be very nerve wracking. And you can feel again, that fear. Well, one, you can learn how to manage those abilities and a mentor is going to help you do that. Learn how to ground your energies, how to use spiritual protection. Just because you have abilities does not mean you need to be open and plugged in and tuned in 24 seven. You absolutely do not. I always tell people I am not 7-Eleven. I'm not open 24-7. When I'm working, spirit knows when I'm working and that's when we can chat. When I sit with spirit for my own development, they know that's a time to communicate. But I don't allow myself to be bombarded with messages or intuitive hits all the time because it's important that we maintain a balance between our spiritual abilities and our physical life. We are a spiritual being having a human experience and too many people, too many people neglect our human self, neglect our human journey. And we need to look at that. 
All of this work requires groundedness and balance. There's some that want to discover more about their abilities and learn more about how they work as a unique individual. So what would be a really, really great tool for you is to get plugged in with a mentor so you can get some intuitive mentorship coaching so you can understand how you work and how the spirit world works through you. Looking at getting into a development circle where you're going to be getting grounded practical approaches. So you're going to learn how to move into the stillness, how to open up your awareness, how to use spiritual protection, how to perceive and receive and give information from the spirit world so that it makes sense. And also too, some people think, you know, they've got abilities and that means that they got to start doing this professionally or that's what they think mediums or psychics have to do. And that's really not the case. Some of the best mediums in the world, some of the best psychics in the world, they go low under the radar. And what do I mean by that? You won't find them on social media. They don't have a website. They may serve some of the local spiritualist churches. You may have heard about them through a family friend's 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 friend who has gone to them seeking, you know, comfort and console and guidance for whatever area of their life that they're going through doesn't mean you have to do this professionally. There's some people that just want to develop their ability so they can learn more about who they are as spiritual beings. Just because you have these abilities does not mean you need to set up shop, get a website and start slinging readings to make money. You really don't. And I encourage people, go slow with this. Go slow with this. Take your time. I mean, if you were to tell me 15 years ago that I would be a professional medium, that I'd be a certified spiritual life coach, and that I'd be doing this work full time, I would have laughed in disbelief. And I wouldn't have believed you. I would have walked away. Not a chance is what I would have said. But it's interesting because the spirit world knows when the right time is for us to really harness the beauty of who we are and that power that lies within our soul. And so my story may be quite different than yours, but there will be commonalities because we each have these abilities that are meant to help serve mankind, those who are still living and those that are living, but they're unseen. And this work is all about service. It's all about service and it's all about love. Think about it. You're somebody who's passed and you didn't get to say goodbye to your loved ones and you want to be able to connect to them to just say, hey, don't worry about it. Don't feel guilty. I know you love me. I'm still there with you. I've seen what you've done with your house. I know where you're going. And, and to give these incredible pieces of evidence, how comforting is that? Mediumship is all about healing and it's nothing to be feared. There is nothing evil about it. I'm very, very, very fortunate that when I decided to start to work with my abilities, I had set the intention that I wanted to be disciplined from the start. I didn't want to be like some of the other people that I seen who were 
getting involved in every kind of spiritual modality and going to every kind of workshop and reading every single book and talking to every single person about every single experience. Though if you do that, that's totally okay. Just wasn't my journey. And the spirit world told me when I had went to the spiritualist center, that is your mentor. And there was two mediums that were on the platform that time. And sure enough, the lady ended up becoming my mentor. And I'm eternally grateful for her. Even though I teach, I still talk to her. I still connect with her. I still bounce ideas off her. I still share experiences with her. And that's something that's really important when we start getting into this work is we can have varied experiences and sometimes fear will come up and it's not because anything is wrong. The fear comes from a lack of knowledge. So this is where getting proper mentorship and development training can calm a lot of those fears because you have the knowledge to understand actually what's taking place. And in that, it puts you in a state of empowerment and allows you to discover your abilities in a really authentic way that works for you. How you develop your abilities and what your spiritual journey looks like is going to be quite different from somebody else's. It's important that we don't judge, but that we support one another. And one of the ways that we can start to look at discovering more about these abilities is and discovering more about ourself, the spiritualization of self is such a key component, component in our development is through developing a spiritual practice. So what is a spiritual practice? A spiritual practice is any kind of modality or technique or intention that you endeavor or use to con- connect, connect with your soul, connect with your spiritual self, connect with those beautiful, loving, inspiring influences from the spirit world, angels, guides, ancestors, all of these beautiful people that are there to help you with your personal and spiritual development. Spiritual practices look different for everybody. I love reflective and inspirational journaling, meditation, breath work, maybe holding a crystal and setting the intention that you're opening up your awareness and surrounding yourself in white light and inviting those beautiful guides to move into your atmosphere. And so they then have an opportunity to share with you where you're at, where you're meant to be. And then you can decide with that information if that resonates and if that feels right for you. It is this beautiful journey with all kinds of experiences that will come our way. And sometimes you might feel a little fearful, but I'm just going to say to you, overcome the fear and do it anyway, because so many things that are worth having, we have to overcome self-doubt. We have to overcome the desire to have acceptance from other people. We need to overcome fear, even if we don't know what the future is going to look like. We have to overcome fear and just press forward, even if we don't know what the next step to take is. As long as we're trusting within our heart that we're being led, 
then that's exactly what we need to do. And it really just comes down to trust and educating yourself. And those two things are really big components on helping you overcome fear. Education is a key, key, key a component to developing your mediumistic powers of awareness, folks. It really is. So get educated, understand what's going on, what you're doing, and that knowledge will serve you well. And if you have any questions about maybe some of your experiences or where to proceed, don't hesitate to reach out to me. You can get a hold of me through my website. You can get a hold of me on my social media accounts. Um, you can get a hold of me on several places there. So I'm, I'm here to help you guys and let you know that you're not alone and that this is a beautiful journey. And I look forward to supporting you on it. We can... I really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of The Connected Spirit. If you did, please leave me a review and a rating wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you do feel called to share this with your friends, thank you so much for tagging me on Instagram at Medium Courtney Dawson. It really helps to get the word out about this podcast so we can help more people just like you. If you're interested in a private reading or attending any one of my mentoring classes, workshops, or events, you can go to mediumcourtneydawson.com or check me out on Instagram at mediumcourtneydawson. Have a great day, guys.